0: Sports Speak Podcast. This is your host Aaron Daniels and I got another one of my good buddies taking the time out to come and kick it with me a little bit this evening. This young man just graduated college. Uh, he's had a, he's had quite the journey throughout college as a student-athlete. He's bounced around quite a bit but I got to know him during his high school days. Fierce competitor, hard worker, stubborn as hell but a good dude and I'm talking about David Beasley. Bees, what's happening? What's up? What's up AD? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Man, congratulations to you for turning that tassel and walking across that stage, getting your paperwork, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. So, I I want to start right there since, you know, since it's fresh in your mind. Man, I can remember being a being a senior in college, not even just not even from the athletic standpoint, but from the academic standpoint when you can see that light at the end of the tunnel. Um it it's exciting, but it always seems like There's always just this one more thing you got to do. And it's getting in the way of you crossing that bridge. Man, how was this last year from an academic standpoint for you to finish out?
1: I mean, uh, really, for me, it was actually kind of like easy. It was like a a cakewalk. I mean, I knew what I had to do uh, in August to graduate, talking to my advisors. I stayed up with them, talked to them all the time, make sure I was on the right track, taking the right classes, getting the right grades. So when it was time, it it was just a cakewalk, really.
0: Man, that you, you're the first person to describe it like that, you know, pain free for you. But here's what I want you to speak about real quick, because you actually made me think about something. I can remember uh, when I first started college in my my first year, I had no idea about how the process worked as far as, um you know, the relationship between you as the student and your advisor and how different that relationship could be if the advisor was or was not your coach. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So. Man, uh, what, what, did you ever at any point have your coach as your academic advisor? And if you did, did that kind of get in the way of you staying on track with the right credits and, and everything like that from semester to semester?
1: No, I, I didn't actually have my coach as a, my uh, academic advisor, but uh, I actually had a coach who always – he, he was basically was our academic advisor. He made sure we was on top of our things and, and classes and, and things of that nature. So it really – like I really never got behind in classes.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Staying on top of it. All right. Well, from we're gonna talk, we're gonna stay in the college realm. From your college journey, where'd you go right out of high school? What was your
1: first stop? Uh Redlands Community College.
0: Okay, so you're in UNL Reno Junior College. What well, what was that like? What was that what was that year one like?
1: Uh I it was great for me. Uh especially on the competitive side. I mean, we had a lot of like uh great players who went there. Uh I know a lot of people who know like Sebastian Telfair. I played with his mm-hmm. I played with his younger brother Ethan. Uh, I played with Sharif Ardur Rahim younger brother Malik. So it was just like, right. competition was there. It was a lot. It was very competitive at the junior college level which I was which I was prepared for and that's what I heard junior college was like. It was like a a dog fight every day. So I was actually prepared for it.
0: I could definitely attest to that. Were y'all's numbers very high in the beginning of uh when when you all first hit campus in August? Well, was it a bunch of folks or was it just enough? And did y'all end up dwindling down as the semester went on?
1: To be honest, it was just it was I think it was about thirteen to fifteen of us, and we kind of stayed in that area.
0: Dang. That number right there, that's that's roster ready right now. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, can you think of a time from a physical standpoint or from a mental standpoint too, for that matter, where you, you all got busy, you started workouts, preseason, you know, conditioning or weights or anything like that. Can you think of one of those activities where once you got into it, you were like, okay, you could feel it that this was a different level than what you had been used to doing up to that point.
1: Uh, I know me personally, and I know you, my, uh, my coaches who coach me can uh, attest to this. Like I struggle with conditioning. So when I got Mm -hmm. to college, I was somewhat ready but I I wasn't ready at the same time. You know, mentally I was ready, but physically I wasn't, like, there yet. So I struggled with the okay. conditioning part.
0: Man. Now, what was it about being able to keep up with the rest of the cats in terms of speed or the endurance part of
1: it? The endurance part of it.
0: Mm. What, was, what was some of the stuff, if you can remember, because I know it's been a few years now, some of the stuff that they put y'all through? I guess some of the running activities or some of the, you know, some of the heavy hitters that they hit y'all with.
1: Uh, i know one thing that was tough for me we'll run the mile and you got the guards making it in, in five minutes or 5.30, one of them and then right mm-hmm. right when the first person finishes mile like your resting time start you get a, a five minute rest
0: oh and man right, so right
1: right when the five minute rest over with, you start your na- another mile the same way the same way having to make the same time having to make now you get an extra 30 seconds added. Wow. So wow, that's <laughs> depending on whoever finished first, that's who gonna get the longest rest.
0: There you go. There you go. That that, that that's how you build up some some competition and incentive at the same time. Uh-huh. Did it, how long how long did it take for you to get to where you were able to make that time? Because I'm assuming you eventually were able to make yeah, that five thirty time,
1: right? It took me about about two, two weeks in, three weeks in, I started getting it and I was able to do it.
0: man <laughs> five five thirty now would w- would you say that that was your best time up to the, uh, even up to to the present day have you ever been able to match
1: that since you
0: oh, since the years have gone
1: nah, i haven't i haven't i haven't been able to
0: i I ain't mad at you because I'm gonna tell you in, in my prime I only it at like six thirty but luckily for me I was a cleaner baby or like a big you know yeah all right. Now, so then, you, how many? How long did you stay at Redlands? Were you there for just one year, or did you did you stay for two?
1: Just one year.
0: Okay. Well, that that one season. What was the season like? You know, once y'all got into official action, once November came around,
1: we was we was one of them teams who could beat anybody, but we could lose to anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that means y'all's conference was was pretty evenly matched then.
1: <laughs> yes. Like uh, I I say that team we used to always play down to our competition.
0: Right
1: instead of, instead of being the team we're supposed to be we'll play down to our competition
0: mm, mm, mm that that that's the bad side so I'm guessing the good side of that is whenever y'all played against some real some real cats y'all were able to rise to the occasion yeah
1: we was able to rise to the occasion we was really good.
0: For real. Now, I know sometimes for, for incoming freshmen, whether, you know, freshmen coming into high school or freshmen going into college or hell, even rookies going into the pros, for all, you know, for all I know, um, it's sort of an adjustment period. And your role kind of is different from what you're used to it being, because I remember watching you in high school. You had a very big role. You played a lot of minutes. You were a consistent starter and all of that. Was it the same for you in your first year in at the college level or were, were those minutes cut?
1: Nah, my minutes was cut uh big time for me playing. You know, basically, almost every minute in high school to going to college and, and having to compete against some really good guys. That like um, Sebastian Telfer, younger brother, who started point guard for, competing against him every day in practice and things like that. Yeah, my minutes was cut short. But but like as the year went on and as I got to understand and you know the offense and 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 adjust to the college level, I began to play a lot more.
0: I hear you. And once you once you got on that floor, were, did you have any restrictions as far as what you were allowed to do?
1: No, I really didn't have restrictions. Like uh, personally, I didn't have restrictions or anything. He just wanted me uh, to be more of a leader and like run the team. And I know in, in high school, I, I had the leader and run the team part as well. But I also like depended on the score too. But at, when I, my first semester in college, I wasn't dependent on the score and then like that. I was just you know run the team, do things of that nature.
0: Well, was it was it difficult for you to shift your mind out of being in attack mode to go and get a bucket for yourself and dial it back to where you set the table for others, or was it pretty was it a pretty easy natural transition into that?
1: Uh, It was a struggle here and there. I mean, you know, as a freshman, you still gonna force things. You know, for I for had some forced plays, bad turnovers, but uh, I think my coaching staff in high school, Coach Barry. Uh, coach DeBose, Coach Walker, they all like they all prepared me for like, you're going to be a point guard. Uh, coach is going to want you to be a leader. You know, it ain't going to be all about scoring with you when you get to the next level. And I took that and I had it. I always had it in the back of my mind. So that helped me throughout my journey, my freshman year of college.
0: Beautiful thing, and It's always good whenever you can take something from the from the level before and then let it advance with you as you as you grow up. Man, I like that. Now, here's another thing that a lot of people don't don't mention. And I know you know about this. Um, whenever you're getting recruited by a coach or if you're having a phone conversation or face to face, sit down, whatever the case may be, you know, they're making a pitch to you and, you know, they're being a person in that moment. But a lot of times what youngsters don't necessarily understand is once they get into work mode and it's time to it's time to get busy, they show you a different side. Can, can you think of that, that first moment where you saw a coach? turned into somebody else that you hadn't met yet. And you're like, oh, okay, so I see. This is the other side. You know what I mean?
1: Man, it's so many moments where you just like, man, this <laughs> this ain't the dude I was on the phone with, is it? You know, just him telling right. a player, I'm going to send you home. Like, I don't need you, stuff of that nature. And just knowing that you had conversations <laughs> with him, that he, he telling you, like, everybody on this team is valuable and things like that. And then from you seeing them tell a player, like, I don't need you. We don't need you. I'm sending you home, you just like, whoa, it's a wake up call as a freshman. There you
0: go. <laughs> Man, did, did did you have a moment where he had to light into you like that?
1: Uh no, not my freshman year. I actually didn't. I didn't have one my freshman year.
0: You must you must have been doing some good things, doing some things the right ways. Yeah. So um
1: toward the end of that season,
0: um, were you all able to make a push as far as you know, a postseason appearance or was it was it short lived?
1: No, we actually waited to the conference championship game, and we lost in the conference championship.
0: Ah, who got y'all? Connors. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that 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 sounds about right. You know, they got a good program, rocking steady, pretty much every year. Yeah, yeah, Connors got us. All right. And so, you know, after that year, your freshman year is over. Um, you ended up making a move after that year, and like, if you if you if you don't mind, you know, letting us behind the curtain a little bit, um, talk about some of the stuff that that was going on or not going on during that spring, you know, after your first season and what kind of led to you deciding that, Hey, I need to move around.
1: Uh, just, I mean, I had uh, a few coaches calling I, after I talked to coach Barry, uh, I know coming straight out of high school. And then when I found out I was going to have to end up going junior college, that I wanted to play in the Jayhawk conference. It's more a guard guard. It's more of a guard conference. You know, they let their guards play, get loose. You're going to be playing against the best guards like every night. And then I think more compared to Oklahoma, to me it was more of a throw it to the big, throw it it inside first, let them throw it out, and then you work from there inside out compared to Kansas. It's outside in, like it's all guard play. So just with that, and I was having some struggles, uh, like in the classroom and things like that academically, and it was just like I was falling behind, and I just felt like I needed to get away from Oklahoma. A lot of my friends Mm. around me, things of that nature, People people from was still coming to see me all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, but it was just like I needed to get away. And I had the opportunity of doing that when uh coach uh Tony Tony Turner from Independence, he gave me a call and gave me an offer. Or so and then I went there my, my following year.
0: Man, that, that sounds like a conscious move right there. A very mature move. Kind of knowing what you need, knowing the, you needed that change of scenery. But what I wanna ask you now is, you know, whenever you Whenever you want to make a big boy move, you got to be a big boy about it. So was there a conversation between you and your coach at um, and your coach at Redlands? I imagine there had to be. And if so, how did that go?
1: Uh, it was really tough for like both of us, to be honest, because that, that following year, I was like, quote unquote, it was supposed to be my team. I was supposed to be the man. We was losing, I think, about 10, 11 sophomores at the time. So it was like, quote unquote, I was supposed to be the man. It was supposed to be my team. So it was like hard for both of us, but I just told him like like how I felt and like what what I thought I needed to do as a player to get better and like as a student wise. So like he understood, but I mean he still had a hard time with it at the same time.
0: I got you. So he he, he didn't he didn't try to do anything to hold you up in, in terms of making your next move, huh?
1: No, nah, no, nah, he gave me my release. He gave me my release.
0: That's beautiful, man. That that's the business side of it. Now, all right, now independence. Okay. You 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 in year two. Did you have to report early during the summer or were you able to enjoy your own summer and then show up in August?
1: No, I had to report early for summer school. Had okay, okay. Summer. Did you do
0: did you do two sessions or just one?
1: I just did one. I did one.
0: Okay, and I, I can imagine you probably got a little at least a little bit acclimated with the with the, the environment and you know, did you have some other teammates up there doing the same thing? Yes,
1: yes, yes. It was about ten of us up there for summer school.
0: Oh, man. So so what what was that grind like? I know y'all got in the gym. I know y'all probably worked out, probably played some pickup action. How was that summer experience once you got to Kansas? Could you feel a difference immediately from where you had come from?
1: Yeah, I could. Just like the, the style of play, how they played, and just like, I don't know, the competitive nature. Like, it was very competitive at Redlands. But like not from everybody, you know. Like it was certain mm. people on the team who was competitive, like the Ethan's and the the Malik's and the the Pacos on my team. But like when I got to Kansas, like everybody competitive, like everybody going after each other. And it was just like it seemed like everybody was a guard. So
0: man, and I know, yeah, it's a, it's a guard or you in the game nowadays, mm. man. Even the bigs gotta have some guard skills. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you going into the first semester. Now school is officially started. You're a sophomore right you got one one year college hoops under your belt yet you independence a different different change of atmosphere you wanted it all right how was that preseason man how was coach how was all of
1: that uh I think the preseason was i mean and I know at Redlands when you asked about the number it was only about 13 to 15 over now at independence it might have been like 25 25 but mm-hmm. it. it was a lot of numbers at first so I mean
0: that sounds more
1: like it so it just seemed like in the beginning of the first semester. In the preseason, he was just trying to condition us. to some people ran off. Basically, that I felt like he was running us. We was doing lifting, running twice a day on the track, running hills in, in, in Kansas. You know, so you're just like I felt oh, yeah. trying to trying to see where people mental was at, and like where you were, where was you at physically to see if you was really made for his team.
0: Man, now, now if you can remember. How far down did that number get from twenty?
1: I think we ended like at twelve, maybe.
0: Ooh, we yeah, that's a, that's a, that's about a half.
1: Yeah.
0: So you you're one of the ones that hung on in there. All right. So now take me through first official practice, right? You you have to we're at the college level, all right. And and a lot of people who are not privy to the process, they may think of junior college as being like you know. A slight, but what folks don't understand until they go that there are some talented cats, D one level of talent who end up making that that stop through junior college. So, what's that practice atmosphere like after workouts? You've trimmed all the fat, meaning you know all the stragglers have quit or got cut. Now it's the cream of the crop left. What's a practice officially look like?
1: The first official practice at of Independence would might have been still to this day like one of the most intense practices I ever like had as a first as a first day of practice it was just like so much energy it felt like people it felt like we didn't even do preseason like everybody had their legs it was just like and it was just like back and forth people competing going at it to see like where where you going to be at on the roster playing for minutes things of that nature it was like there from the first the first practice we had everybody just going at it
0: Man, now, did, did, did practice stay, you know, up-tempo to that same level throughout the whole season, or, or did the Coach dial it back some um, once y'all started to get into the season when you had games and stuff like that throughout the week?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it ended up dialing back as the season went on, but, like, early in the year, it was still. And, I mean, I, I mean, if you've been to junior cause you know it's fights, and then mm-hmm. they fight. fight and then back to practice like nothing didn't happen so i mean end up dialing back once people start to get to know each other more that's the biggest thing i felt like when you first get there you really don't know nobody it's like we all come from different walks of life we all been through different struggles and things of that nature so it's just like it's a it's a it's a dog eat dog world so you gotta you you dare to get what's yours but once everybody begin to like learn each other figure each other out talk to each other more like things start to dial back
0: Take me to the season, okay? The official, the, the season officially begins. Your uh, role on that team, and was it at all different from the role you were playing your freshman year when you were at Redlands?
1: Yes, it, it was. I actually had like it, it. actually had a big role on the team. Uh, me and this guy, Devontae Turner, he actually just graduated too from a Division One, um, Saint Peter's. So um, nice. it was like it was basically like a, a you know a two man show with me and him. We both was guards. So it was just like we both had we both had a big role and to start the season that we actually started. uh We started four guards and one big. And it was just like teams couldn't figure us out. I I believe we started the season 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 before we took our first loss in the Jayhawk mm-hmm. conference.
0: Now, was that conference everything you had anticipated that it was going to be?
1: Yes, it it was, and I was I was like elated to play in it. It was just like amazing because every every night it was like you playing against a good guard, you playing against somebody who who got offers from Baylor, Oklahoma State, OU, I mean places like that. So it just brought out the competitive edge in me.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. It ain't, it ain't like you needed any help in that regard. You always been a competitive cat, but it's good to see that you were able to get your rocks off in a in a different way on a on a larger on a larger scale. Yeah. Now. How did y'all finish out that year? Uh, we began to post-season struggle. Appearance?
1: Yeah, we, we made it to the postseason and we lost first round. We began to struggle like late in the season. I know because like I said, we played four guards and teams eventually struck going like really big us and things like that and like us out and things of that nature. And we just wasn't able to figure it out late in the season. So yeah, we, we, we ate, lost uh we first we, we lost first round to um who ended up winning the conference, Neosho.
0: Mm, Yep. That's another program I hear a lot about. All right. So, you know, that that second one, that second year is in your books, is in the books now. You know, trying to stay in chronological order here. Now, did you have did you have your next stop or at least some some possible prospects lined up immediately after the season? Or did it take a little time throughout the spring for you to figure out what the next move was going to be?
1: No, I actually had a few. I had actually had a few offers right after the season was over with. And uh, took a few visits and things like that. And um, personally, like I, I, I waited too. I personally waited too long. If if that like, uh, I, I waited too long to decide and things of that nature, which kind of hurt me. In the long, it didn't. I guess you can say it hurt me in the long run. But like, I know a lot of coaches, like other people who already signed, who played my my, my position, signed it at that school as well. So it was just like, I lost some offers.
0: Dang. If you don't mind sharing, who were some of those some of those offers, some of those people showing that interest in you?
1: Uh I mean Oklahoma Christian was one, Alcorn State.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um man. Who else? Now though,
0: now we, we 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 talked off off the record before, and I remember you mentioning mentioning those two to me. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. and and you said you waited too long, and what'd you end up I hate to use the word settling, but we're gonna say it. What'd you end up settling for?
1: Uh, Arkansas Monticello, uh, 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 a school in uh, Arkansas.
0: Okay. Now, what, what level was that? Is that NAIA or is that NCAA Division Two?
1: That's NCAA Division Two.
0: Okay. Okay. So, when you get there, what was that like in comparison to the junior college experience? Did, 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 did the level go up a notch in terms of, you know, training and, and physical conditioning and practice? What was it like?
1: To, to be honest, when I got there, like, conditioning-wise, was a lot easier for me. And, and when I was in oh. Arkansas, I, it was like, I wouldn't say it was a, a step down from junior college, but I i guess I was like, I was more ready that summer. I got myself like more ready in the summer than I did like going, you know, my, my freshman year. I thought I was ready going into my freshman year and realized I wasn't. So like me going into my junior year into a new school to uh, a division two school, like, I actually got myself ready that summer. It was really one of like my best summers. Of preparing
0: so okay so in other words the the load didn't get any lighter you just got you just got a little better
1: i just got a little better yeah <laughs> that's
0: what i'm talking about okay so when you're getting into first of all in the at the ncaa level every every ncaa um athlete that i've spoken to and coaches who coach at that level they always stress the importance of being in that weight room more so than at any other level, whether we're talking about junior college or definitely if we're talking about high school, what in your opinion did that do for you? Was it a, was it a man's game once you got out there on that court?
1: Uh, yeah, it was, and I just knew from Coach Barry telling me like throughout my whole high school career that I, if you know if you see me play, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the most athletic, but he told me like me being strong, me knowing the game with my IQ, that's what's going that's what's gonna give me minutes on the court. So I took that in the heat and I, I lifted all summer. Even when I got there, I was like one of the top guard lifters we had.
0: That's called getting it done right there. So tell me, take me through that season. All right. Is this your junior season, NCAA D2? All right. What was it like for you? What was that season like? And what was your role?
1: Uh well, well, I actually ended up transferring at the end of the semester. I went through all, all um all preseason and I did all the preseason work and season got up, season was coming close. And me and my coach just came to an agreement. Like, it just wasn't my style to play because, like you said, I, like, settled to go to a school before it was too late. So it was just, like, it was more of a – it wasn't an up-tempo type game. It was more of a run to play every time. And, like, me and my coach, we sat down and talked, and we just – we were just, like, you know, this ain't my style to play. And I just didn't think I fit the system. So I I asked for my release papers at the semester.
0: Man. So I had to have another one of those conversations, but it sounds like the good news is at least y'all, at least it was sort of a a mutual agreement. You Mm -hmm. both, it sounds like you both saw the same thing. So, all right. When you got your release papers, did, now, did you have something else lined up or you just knew, Hey, I got to get out of this one.
1: Uh, I actually didn't have anything else like lined up right away, but I knew like, just from like, I never closed doors I had with coaches that, that offered me or things of that nature. So, I was always still friends with the coach or, or things of that nature or coaches who recruited me throughout my process of being recruited. Oh,
0: yeah, man, that that's just called being professional right there. Now, so did, did it take a while for you to land your next spot? Uh, when, once, once you left at the semester, were you back home for a little while or, you know, where was the next where was the next move?
1: No, I actually ended up uh, going to uh, Oklahoma Christian another division two school in Oklahoma I actually made the transition back to Oklahoma
0: right 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 o- over there in Edmond okay now now what was the, you? now that's around the time that we kind of reconnected because I remember uh we ended up crossing paths out here in the city area And know uh, you know you you definitely you know put me and old Creed Flowers on the list when we came and got to see the program and everything like that well, what was that like because I know you weren't there for a long time
1: uh, yeah, I wasn't there just for – actually, I just finished up the rest of my year – I mean, the rest of that year there. But, I mean, practicing things, right, it, was, it was it was good for me. I mean, the team liked me, the coaches liked me. I was – you know, I pushed myself through practice. I was basically just like a practice player who went at the, the other players, and that's what the coaches wanted from me, to be a scorer, to, to just be myself when I was at Oklahoma Christian as a, as a practice player because uh, I couldn't play. The NCAA wouldn't let me play that next semester, so it was just like – I just worked on my game for a, a full year, just got better and pushed, uh, pushed the team to get better.
0: And for, you know, sitting, sitting out, out of competition, so to speak out of official competition for a whole year, man, that's, that's something a- athletes don't do that unless they you know, they're extenuating circumstances. And this is one of those. Um, was it difficult for you to stay locked in? Um, during that time where you weren't playing was or, or, or were you just naturally motivated
1: no I mean it was I mean I think the part was just like you practice with them you do everything with the team and then when it's game time you can't play you on the bench in the jumpsuit or you know or things of that nature so it's just like that was the hardest part for me knowing that I put in the same amount of time as they did I worked just as hard as they did or even harder and it's just like mm-hmm. I can't I can't go show it on the big stage when the lights is on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously that's a part of the business, one of those sacrifices that you had to make with deciding to move around, but you handled it you handled it well, but um you you kind of broke it down to me some months ago or really more like a year or so ago about some of the the, the circumstances that led to you not being at Oklahoma Christian anymore. Man, Get into some of that because I, I was sort of shocked to see that you were moving around because, you know, we were about ready to settle up the next year and come watch you play over at Oklahoma Christian. What happened with that?
1: Uh, I just think it was a uh, a misunderstanding between me and the coach. Basically, we had like a, a misunderstanding uh, of what we both wanted for the next year coming up and it just like didn't fit into both of our plans. So, we had a, a, a mutual agreement to, to like separate.
0: Go ahead and part ways. And so, here you go. A free agent again, boy. Now, Um, and I'm guessing this is during the summer, right? This is when, during when, the summer. When, when y'all kind of cut ties? Yeah. Okay. So, what happens next?
1: Uh, I mean, I had schools calling. It was just me. Like, I, this time I was like, I'm going to find a place and a coach where I fit the system. Uh, and he's going to let me be myself. I got two years left. I just want to be myself enjoy the game of basketball and just have fun. And uh I ended up getting a call from uh John Mack from Philadelphia it is he got the uh, job at Southwestern in Bethany, Oklahoma and he offered me a scholarship and I took it.
0: That's what I'm talking about right there. And I can remember the, the conversation that you that me and you had Around that time, you you told me that no matter what the terms are, what the circumstances, you, you were like, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, this is where I'm gonna finish, I'm gonna stick this out. But yeah. then I remember you had, you had a, a bout with some injury after that. What did, what ended up happening
1: to you? Uh, but my junior year, I, I pulled my groin, my groin. So it was just like, if you know, like a groin injury, just an uphill battle. Like you feel good one day, one bad move, you hurting again like that. So it was just like a, uh, up and down season for me. I think I played about eighteen to nineteen games that season.
0: And then you had to shelf it for the rest of. Yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was like off and on. I missed some games, played some games. Like a three day week, I played two games, maybe, or and like played a play the one on Tuesday, missed the Thursday one, and play Saturday just to try to keep me, you know, in the lineup and keep me fresh, without playing so many playing so many minutes on the on the poor groin.
0: I hate you, man. It, it almost sounds like you're in the league on a million dollar contract, man. I'm trying to preserve your body. Now, um, what was it? What was it difficult for you to establish a rhythm and stay in a rhythm when with your with your plan being kind of sporadic like that?
1: Yes, it was, especially from the from the, the scoring side of me, because he wanted me to come in there and be a scorer and be myself. And I think as a scorer, I mean, finding your rhythm is very big. So I think that part was was very hard for me to score, but. But I still did things to, to to impact the team as rebound, just be that leader, you know, be a, a, setting a, setting screens, uh, having assists, things like that, staying in people's ear, you know, just just being the energy.
0: From a scoring standpoint, um, it, can you remember some of some of the adjustments that you made, um, physically from because from an explosion explosion standpoint, I can't imagine that you had a whole lot of bursts or. What I mean to to not re your groin in the process. Were you attacking or picking your spots in terms of scoring under those circumstances, or was it just full go until you can't go no more?
1: Nah, I mean I, I think it actually like helped me. Last I mean if you seen me play earlier in my career, I dribbled I dribbled the ball a lot, and most people are like he dribbled the air out of it. I do a lot of moves, but when I hurt my groin, <laughs> it was more like I can't do all that now. I gotta get to my spot and shoot the ball. Or go by. I can't sit can't out there and play with it no more because I'm going to be in pain or I ain't, I ain't going to be able to move as fast as I want to because of the poor groin.
0: I hear that. I hear that. So, it sounds like a choppy junior season, all right, but, but you get through it by hook or by crook. Now, you're coming into your final season, okay? Now, when, when it comes to the last of anything that we've been doing for a while, there, there, there's a feeling going into it. Whether you're kind of sad that, that, that it's ending or if you're happy that it's ending or if it's a combination of both, which we would call, you know, bittersweet. So how did you approach going into this this last season, the last go-around, your senior season? Were you at peace with the fact that, all right, this has been my career, I'm going to just close the chapter on it, or were you trying to get healthy? Were you hobbled? How was
1: it? Uh, actually, going into that summer, I, I was I was trying to get healthy. I actually, like, became healthy at uh... – during around July, I went down to Seattle and played in the Jamal Crawford program. And uh, it really like opened my eyes, but I was healthy. It really helped me a lot. Uh, I actually got to work out with Jamal and uh, with my brother James. So it was just like, it was an eye opener and what I needed to do to get better to be like at a pro level. I got to see what pros do, watch pros and things of that nature. So like going into going into that season, like I was I was ready to go out healthy.
0: Now, from a workout standpoint or from a preparation standpoint, did you see some of the same things um, that, that those professionals do and use that you use?
1: Uh, yes, I, I realized like you ain't got to be in the gym for, for three hours, four hours. They get in there for, for, for 45 minutes, but they going hard, everything game speed. Like you ain't got I, I realized I learned that you ain't got to be in the gym for four hours, five hours a day. If you if you just get in the gym for 45 minutes to an hour and just go hard all game reps you're gonna get the same same thing out of it
0: it's the, it's the quality over the quantity my yep, man man yep. okay so how was this senior season for you tell me about it
1: uh preseason great preseason for me i was healthy things of that nature we get into the um we have a blue and white scrimmage uh against okay. each other uh, i actually do I, i'm doing really good i'm 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 going throughout the, the, the preseason, like bro. I'm about to average like 20 this year. That's how good I was feeling. I was very, com- <laughs> I was very confident in myself. My teammates was confident in me. I was like, I was the man. My coaching staff was confident was confident in me. And then, uh, boom, I get hurt again.
0: What was it this time?
1: It was it was still in the groin area, but I, they end up finding I had a torn labrum in my hip.
0: Ooh. Dang, man. So so they had you all out of whack. So what, what was your uh at that point, what was your shelf time? What would you how long you were gonna have to sit out?
1: Uh well, they told me I could play through it. It's really like a season a season ending surgery, but my doctor mm. told me like if I if I could fight through it and play through it, I could if I if I wanted to. So I most definitely picked to play through it. So um starting out the season, I think I might have missed the first five games of the season just trying to get healthy, doing going off campus, doing physical therapy things of that nature, going to see my doctor, things of that nature. And uh, I actually came back, uh, My our first game, I think uh, we played in like Kansas or somewhere, and I started, and it was just like I just know I didn't have a rhythm. I was out of shape, things of that nature. So it was just more like I wasn't in no rhythm to play basketball, and I needed to find that rhythm back. And when I first came back, around like the six or seven game of the season.
0: Now, about how many games would you say – because, you, you know, you know your game and your body better than anybody does. Do you remember about how long it took for you to feel confident? Like, okay, I'm, I'm in the swing of things. I think I can contribute now.
1: I think right when we got into conference play. I think, non conference, I was still, you know, trying to find my rhythm here and there. And plus, I was still sitting out games. They didn't want me to play all the games. So, I was still sitting out. But I knew, like, conference is a big time. So, I was just like – I, we were trying to get me ready for conference that was our main uh goal from the training staff uh my doctor and just my coaching staff as we all sat down and talked like we want me we want me to be ready for conference more than anything
0: for sure now you mentioned that they set you out some games but in the games that you were allowed to play were were they were they uh, monitoring your minutes at all or were you were you free to just play until until you felt like you couldn't
1: uh it was kind of like both They they asked me when i come out the game they had the training staff on the bench so you know they'll ask me like where's my pain at uh how am i feeling things of that nature so then they uh, they always had the bike right there too so they wanted me to stay moving so every time i was out the game i was on the bike and things of that nature so i, I was i never stopped moving for so never let my hip they,
0: for sure for sure can't let that thing stiffen up on you okay so um how, how did how did it end, man? uh was there a postseason berth at all, or was it over with quick? How'd y'all finish up?
1: Uh, we started out. We started out the season very good, as, as I could. I mean, we, we was number two in the conference going into the, the semester. We just came off some big wins. Uh, we actually beat Oklahoma Christian that that uh, right before the Dang. right right before the break, and you know it was a, it was a a great feeling for me because I
0: yeah.
1: actually, I, actually hit, I actually hit the game winning shot on them at the buzzer, so it was just like. A great feeling going into Christmas break. And we came back, we still on the roll. I think we might we might have like seven, seven straight, eight straight. And then uh we end up playing uh we end up playing a game we lost really bad. We lost about thirty points, forty points, our worst loss of the year, the worst loss of my career. And he just like we Man. we could never like find ourselves after that.
0: Man. That's a tough deal but um, but it sounds like at that point you were to a point physically where you were playing consistently you know without any without any days off or five minutes right
1: yeah I mean I practice here and there I didn't I didn't practice a lot I was more of just like a play in the game type player once with that injury they wanted me to stay off of it and, and let it rest as much as I could so I mean if we play we played Thursday Saturday I'll practice on Monday Tuesday I really only practiced probably Monday. And then that's really it. And then I just rehab until the game start. And then I just play in the games.
0: Now let me ask you this: with 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 that practice, that modified practice plan for you, did did were you still playing significant minutes and or in the starting lineup?
1: Yes, both. I still play a significant minutes and, and started here and there. So uh, gotcha. I mean, it was it was a struggle, like because I mean, conditioning wise, like. I mean, it, it ain't no certain they, they had me on the treadmill and on the bike, but it's just like it's very different when you step on the court and play going up and down, For sure.
0: Yeah, man, it, it's hard to duplicate that without doing it. But what I was gearing up to ask is you know, basketball is it, it's, it's a team sport, man, and you know, um, egos and and pride gets in the way a lot of times. How, how did, did your individualized plan, um, how did that go over with your teammates? I mean, I can imagine a situation where some of the guys might not have been the happiest about, you know, somebody practicing part-time but playing full-time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just that just came from our bond. Like, I had a good bond with my teammates, and they was – I mean, and they knew the severity of my injury, and they were just they, – they was there to support me throughout the whole thing, and I just think me – even when I didn't play, they seen me being a great teammate to them. And I just think like that—that that just helped us out our bond and our relationship of just being good teammates to each other. So it was like no hostility that I seen or, or no jealousy from like in my face that I seen or heard of.
0: That's a okay. fact. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's that's the way to do it, man. Because hey, man, I, I've evolved in my thinking when it comes to a lot of stuff. Because like generally speaking, that whole setup that you just said that that would sound like a problem, but you know, when 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 you factor in the bond that you and your boys seem to have. You know, I think everybody can can be okay just as long as they know you're okay and you're about to team and you know you've always been a team guy. So I got I got a mm-hmm. solution on that. So we get to the end, right? The season's over. All right, what have you been doing with yourself from a physical standpoint from March all the way to graduation,
1: man? Man, just in the books rehab and getting my hip right. Not really playing too much, uh, pick up mm-hmm. or nothing like that. But just getting up a lot of shots. By myself, things of that nature. I play pickup once a week or so, but just rehabbing my hip, getting up shots, and just in the books, in the books. That's all I was doing. In the books, making sure I get this degree.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Sounds like you got that got all the all the boxes checked on that one.
1: Now, we're we, we coming to a wrap on this thing,
0: but i got a couple more things I want to throw at you. What is next for David Beasley? What's your, what's your plan, man? I know we I know you entertained the thought of, of picking up that whistle and doing some coaching and everything like that, but I wasn't sure if you still had that appetite.
1: Yeah, I, I, did, I still do uh, have that appetite. I mean, and I still do want to play. So, I mean, uh, I'm actually going to go to Seattle in June and, and play in that Pro-Am. I actually got invited to the, the Euro basketball camp Little combine in Vegas, so uh, I might I might actually go to that as well. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I want to coach. I want to coach. I want to be yeah. have an effect on uh, young people' lives. How how the game had an effect on my life and changed my life around.
0: For real, for real. But you know what? Hey man, for what my for whatever my advice counts. Hey, as long as you got that fire burning to play, man, go ahead and keep playing for as long as you can. That whistle will always be there, brother. Yep. Now. I got two more things I wanna I wanna throw at you. First thing, and you know I, I you know I gotta tease you every now and again because uh, you you was a hard headed cat coming up, man. But you never had any issues in the confidence department. So you know, knowing what you know now, and looking back um, to where you were from a maturity standpoint when you were playing at your peak in high school and even coming into college, what type of information could yourself today give the version of yourself back then? To get them ready for what was coming next.
1: Uh, just, just listen, listen. Always, always listen, and, and just know, even even when it seemed like they they being hard on you or going against you or or you don't agree, like they had gen- people got genuine hearts. Like you know, people who got genuine hearts and who want the best for you, and you should just listen and, and believe and trust in the people who want the best for you in life, because that'll get you a long way on, in basketball and like off the court
0: influences that's the last thing i want to throw at you man i I don't think it and this this just a question i got to ask all my guests because i don't think anybody gets everything that they want on their own and i don't think everybody gets everywhere that they want to go on their own we all got to have a little rub a little help from somebody at some point so if you had to list a few of the people that are influential in your life and people that you pick up the phone and you and you know you call on you know just to get some get some life spoken into you or to get some advice or whatever the case may be who are your go-to people
1: uh, probably the first person is probably, uh, Josh Berry, coach Josh Berry, somebody I build a relationship with who, who, who know a lot about my life. I just sat in his office and cried. We done smiled smile together, things of that nature. So I, uh, he, he'll probably be one of the first people. Um, I mean, my family, my brothers and sisters, my, my mom and dad, they always, you know, a phone call away. I could just call, talk to whenever I, I need something, you know, um, somebody you actually coached and, uh, Tori Walker. Me and me and Man, Tori, that's
0: a name I ain't heard in a long time. I I,
1: I can call Tori, get advice, and you know. Uh, last but not least, uh, Melanie Melanie Walker. I mean, somebody, you know, a family yep. member to me. Somebody who who been helping me from the beginning. I can just call whenever she. I know she always gonna be there to help me, give me advice, and tell me the right things and not lead me astray.
0: That's big time, brother. Bees. Always a pleasure talking to you, my man. I wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. I know you're going to do great stuff. Just keep me in the loop on it, man, because I can help. I'm helping.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you, Coach A.D. Ain't
0: hey, no doubt. No doubt. Folks, I appreciate you all taking time to listen. This is another edition of Sports Speak Podcast, and we're going to hit y'all back with another one next week. And we